Next on a Friday edition of BYUSN, BYU football gets another win last night, but was it enough? Gunnar Romney is in studio, plus Kalani Sataki on what is his team still isn't doing, but they won. That's good, right? Yeah, let's hear from the coach. 12-point win? I mean, what are we doing here? Welcome to BYU Sports. This is BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. Yeah! This is how we do it. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Final day of September. Unbelievable! It's October tomorrow. BYU football's already played five games. I am Spencer Linton, and he is a baseball fan, specifically a Mariners fan today, Jerem Jordan. Spence, we're doing it tonight. 21 years since the Mariners last made the playoffs. Largest drought in North American sports. The Mariners have to win, or I think Baltimore has to lose tonight. So thank you to the <laughs> Orioles. I was just going to say, you're welcome that my favorite team is willing to sacrifice themselves so that the Mariners can break one of those Sacrifice streets. brings forth the blessings Indeed. of heaven. Today on the program was winning enough last night. We'll discuss. Gunnar Romney's going to chat with us. We'll ask him that. Shoot, toss, part deux. Max Tooley weighs in. So did Zach Daw. Plus, our game day guarantees go astray again. But first, let's go Friday headlines. Yes, and it begins with the fourth win of the season for 19th-ranked BYU. They're rocking that wagon wheel for the foreseeable future. 38-26 downing Utah State. Jaron Hall, again, a superlative night. Three touchdown passes, 273 yards, six different receivers. Why that's prominent for me. BYU now prepares for Notre Dame. But not before we hear from head coach Kalani Sataki. Hats off to, to Utah State. I thought they fought a lot of energy, and they, I thought they played one of their best games all year, you know. So, um, uh, but, but I don't think we uh, did, did our best, but that's okay. I think uh, anytime you can make adjustments and, and get a, a response from the team in the second half, uh, then I'll, I'll take the W. So that, that's all that matters to me right now. Cougars in the NFL this weekend. Zach Wilson plays his first game after a preseason knee injury as the Jets take on the Steelers. Zach, I need a lot of points in front of me. Taysom Hill and Daniel Sorensen are in jolly old London to play the Vikings. And Tyler Algier and the Falcons play Sione Taki Taki in the Browns. Kyle Van Noy and Michael Davis of the Los Angeles Chargers will take on the Houston Texans. Fred Warner back to work against the Los Angeles Rams. Jamal Williams taking on Jerem Jordan's Seattle Seahawks. Go. With his Lions, Brady Tank. Christensen, and the Carolina Panthers have a date with the Arizona Cardinals. I've never rooted for a tanking team. Like, the Mariners have never tanked. They just stunk, right? Like, to get... Tank hey, for Jaron? Tank, tank, tank for Jaron Hall. Tank for Jaren Let's go. Hall. Number 15 women's volleyball swept Portland thanks to a career-high 10 kills from sophomore Lee Stoll. Aaron Livingston had 10 as well. Cruz 3-0 in WCC play, 10-3 overall and playing Spokane tomorrow against the Zags. BYU women's soccer opening up West Coast Conference play. They will do so against St. Mary's tomorrow. 3 Eastern, you can listen live on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. The Cougars not ranked in the latest United Soccer Coaches poll, but do have an RPI of 20. Four wins, two losses, three ties on the season. 
Tennis news, Jack Barnett and Wally Thane are in Tulsa this weekend for the ITA Men's All-American Championships. The women are at the Berkeley Invitational today and tomorrow. BYU Swim and Dive will compete in the Intermountain Shootout in Grand Junction, Colorado. Hey. Shout out to the Western Slope, my homies in Western Colorado, 7 Eastern. Good luck to Swim and Dive. Fun fact, one time Spencer asked me if I'd join him at uh, KJCT yep. in Grand Junction, mm -hmm. and I said no. Yeah, thanks for that, man. That didn't work out for either of us. <laughs> Softball plays Salt Lake Community College in the Spencer Johnson Cup, uh, an exhibition game tonight, seven local time at Miller Park. Neither team was aware until this moment that that is the name of the game. All rise and shout. It is time for a Friday edition of What's Trending. And let's just go right to what happened under the Thursday night lights at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Jerem, BYU beats Utah State 38-26. The Cougars were a 24-point favorite. I heard we that. all knew it. BYU wins by half of that. Allowing the Aggies to score garbage touchdown. We lost a couple of bets. Now we got to buy lunch for some people. Two lunch bets <laughs> where we gave the points to individuals. So may maybe you're not the right person to ask this question to because you had some side, some side bets in play. But was winning the game last night for BYU, again, by a final of 38-26, yep. was that enough for the Cougars? I'm going to say no, Spence, hmm. that winning wasn't enough. The standard's high here. BYU feels like, and we feel like, it is a Power 5-like program. Next year it officially will be. BYU beat a top 10 team at home. I think we're holding this team to that standard. And when Vegas tells you you're a 21 and now 24-point favorite in consecutive yeah. weeks against yeah. a group of five teams that are in the Mountain West, and you play at home, you feel like you should dominate. BYU did not dominate the last two weeks. In fact, 14 and 12-point wins Make you feel like there's something left there. So the good news is we haven't seen BYU at its best. Perhaps they've saved it for Notre Dame and Arkansas. That's the hope. But the way that BYU's banged up, the way that BYU was undisciplined on defense with three offside calls at home, personal foul, a, uh, you know, roughing the passer call that eh, was on his hip, you know, not his legs. And eh, they went at Jaron's knees. Maybe a lack of situational awareness that late in the game. Obedience to the rules, Spence. <laughs> Hashtag safety zone. I feel like there's more out there. I don't feel like w that it was enough. That's not to say I'm not happy about winning. Yeah. I just think BYU is capable of more. But perhaps BYU isn't the team that we're holding the standard up to. I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to learn the next two weeks exactly who BYU is. Or have we already seen that, Spencer? Have we already seen that BYU is playing more like a great group of five team who's just worried about winning, not margin? I feel like we're worried about margin because we feel like BYU's better than that. Yeah. And the last two weeks, they haven't exactly shown that. Is BYU the team that beat Baylor? Is BYU the team that lost to Oregon? I would say no on both accounts. So what is BYU? Are they the team that played the last two weeks? So far, that's what we've got to go on. I think BYU's better than this, and they can be that. That's why I feel a little disappointed with yesterday. I have now taken on the mantra of just being okay with beating everybody on the schedule. You know, Notre Dame and Arkansas obviously winning by one point is fantastic. But I'm right. talking about everybody else. Boise State, Liberty, East Carolina. Okay, maybe not Utah Tech. But everybody else, just win. Like, okay, whatever. I don't care if you win by one point. Like, no more, no more emphasis on Why like, is this? Just because I feel like there is so much attrition with injuries and guys coming in and out. And just it is so difficult to win in college football because the week-to-week -week variance – is wild, right? I mean, even we bring up Arkansas. We're like, oh, man, Arkansas coming in. They're a really good team, which they are. They were down by two scores to 
Missouri State at home in the fourth quarter. How does that happen to a team like Arkansas on their home field? We're asking the same questions about how is BYU not like running away from Utah State right now? A team that lost to Weber State 35-7. to It's hard not to feel that way when that happened yes. with Weber State and UNLV and Connecticut, frankly. Week-to-week week variance is just, it, it's a fickle beast. And th think about this. So you don't care about the means as much anymore. Just the end. Find a way. You won, you're Find good. a way. Find you, a way. BYU couldn't find a way against Coastal Carolina. They couldn't find a way against UAB. They couldn't find a way against Boise State. They found a way in a lot of other games. Yes. So, and it's like, hey, I don't care. Just win. Because do we look, even last season, do we look back at last season at the 10 wins and think, man, I wish that BYU would have won by, you know, a touchdown more than they beat Washington State by. Ugh. You know, like, do we care about that? No, we talk about the win total. We talk about the win total. So at the end of this season, I feel like we'll be in the same place. If BYU wins 10 games this year, nobody's going to care that BYU only beat Wyoming by 14 or beat Utah State by 12. Nobody will care. Now, if BYU continues to show a trend and they, like, lose to ECU or they lose to Liberty with the same issues of starting slow, this is the concern, not being Spence. able to stop the run, then okay, all right. This is it. For sure. But it's almost like people have already resigned to the fact that BYU is not going to be able to fix any of this. Like, ah, they've shown us who they are, like, three games in a row. They, they have not been able to stop the run. It's over. Like, BYU is going to get run over by Notre Dame. They're not going to be able to stop Arkansas. Do we just need to, like, push pause for a second and be like, okay, can we, should we see if BYU can make some changes, get a little more healthy, and then maybe determine? Like, Robert and I, we talk about this a lot. He says it takes six games to really know what you are as a football team. We need one more. Okay, one more. But still, and you bring up the point I was going to bring up, which is I think what we're afraid of is the trend that – Perhaps sure. that, that's totally that this isn't temporary, but yes. that's the normal. That BYU is undisciplined on defense. That offensively, BYU struggles to run the ball in first halves for some reason. Like, what, whatever it is, I'm with you. BYU's 4-1. This is a game ahead of schedule from the preseason, probably. You know what I mean? Yes. We were, like, hoping for 4-1. 3-2 and was probably... 4-1, and one we thought, was the one realistic best-case yes. scenario. We're going to go 5-0. and oh. Come on. Now, the next two weeks, it's split. Go split. 2-0, probably, uh, obviously, that would be incredible. Let's be real. Come on. Let's get real. And, yes. Split. And guess what? Split would be great. By nature of the big game, the bigger scene, like, and one of those coming at home, you can't tell me that BYU is not going to show up even more motivated. And th listen, this is something You're that, talking Arkansas? I'm talking, yes, Arkansas in Provo. Which, by the way, Monday we'll find out, hopefully, that what that's time? an 8-15. Hopefully it's a late game. We hope that's an 8-15. Regardless of that's when BYU started time. playing well against uh, Utah State, by the way, around 8:15. <laughs> what? We're talking about 18 to 22 year old kids. In it BYU's is, case, 24. It is really difficult, truth, to get everybody motivated as much as you would for a Baylor or an Arkansas or a Notre Dame. But I thought BYU was mature. So, to, like again, like I, it, I, it, sometimes it's tough. Was BYU maybe overlooking Wyoming and Utah State? Probably a little bit. Probably. Is there some entitlement there? Yeah, I think so. BYU's ranked. They feel confident. Yes. They're at home. They, they should uh, dominate. Should they not? Utah State lost to Weber State by 28. They lost to UNLV. Yeah. Like, it's going to be somewhat more easy for us. Meanwhile, Utah State's making a quarterback change, putting in a he brand was the new offense that looked just like Coastal Carolina's offense in 2020. Minus the option, yes, okay. RPO. Like, 
it's, it's, it's just so situational. It's very, very different. It's a fickle thing. What if Jake Oldroyd makes two field goals? And let's say Boren, Jacob Boren doesn't get a penalty and BYU wins 44-20. to 20. Is We'd feel different. Is everybody feeling way better about things? Yes. Because the, that's how fickle it is. Yes, and I get. Listen, in the end, the 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 end matters more than the means. But the means do matter because the means tell us about who you are and how you got there. Four and one is awesome. No one's debating whether four and one's awesome, right? I, my my fear is if the same BYU team that rolled out the last three weeks shows up against Notre Dame and Arkansas, then that BYU then could go zero and two. Sure. And now you're four and three, Spence. Now we're going. Okay, that Baylor win was awesome, but that was a massive anomaly, and uh, BYU didn't blow out uh, Wyoming New Utah State, got the wins at home, awesome. But in these two other of the four big games, BYU went one and three, and now BYU's an eight and four kind of team at this point because you're probably going to stumble at some point down the stretch. But BYU's very talented. Like, this still could be a 10-2 and two squad. And if they figure some things out and they can pull off an upset, uh, against Notre Dame, or BYU's probably going to be a favorite at home against Arkansas, which is pretty gnarly. Can we do the uh, they're an underdog uh, to Arkansas at home like mm. uh, Baylor? I'd mm-hmm. like that a little bit. BYU plays well as the dog uh, in that case. I'm interested to see what BYU team shows up the next two weeks because BYU's pretty banged up. Again, we've got to learn from the UAB situation last year. We couldn't expect the same BYU team that rolled out against Utah to show up against UAB. It was a different squad. I know we say next man up. The next man up's not as good as the starter. That's being, like, that's being naive. It is. And those guys are giving great effort and doing their best, dot, dot, dot. This BYU team is banged up right now. Like, there are some notable injuries. However, it was good to see Max Tooley back, pick yeah. six, number yeah. one in the country with two of those, by the way. Jaron Hall is incredible. Like, E-word, yes. elite, he's playing so good right now. By the way, because he played a game – Yesterday, ahead of everybody else, number one in the country in pass yards at the moment. Okay. He'll be passed up, but at the moment. Well, I think 1473 is what he's at right now. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. No Chase Roberts. No Malik Moore. No no Puka Puka Nakua. Nakua. Can Chase Roberts and Puka Nakua come back next week? Malik's got a decision to make. Because if if he did hurt his hand significantly, let's say it's broken or whatever, like, does he redshirt? Does he play with a club? Like, he's got a, a thing to figure out here. BYU missed him a lot last night. Yes. And against Wyoming. He was, he was injured on the first drive of the game against Wyoming. <sighs> That's tough. He sat out essentially two full games now. And Chase Roberts barely played last week as well. That's tough. All of these things factor in. I, saw, I knew Chase wasn't playing when I walked in with like an hour to go, and I'm like, there's Chase Roberts outside the stadium. Mm, You're yeah. not playing tonight. Nope. <laughs> Dang it. But maybe they've been saving him for Notre Dame. Because this, the last two weeks have been a build towards these two games. I know the team has taken Wyoming and Utah State and, and tried to beat them, right? And they did. Sure. But let's and be honest. Again, this season's going to be defined by how you do in those big four games. And if you slip up where you shouldn't. I'm going to give BYU one slip up down the stretch. Post-Arkansas, one slip up. Nine and three regular Probably going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Nine and three regular season would be great because you're going for ten in that bowl. Sure. Okay, so I want to see a couple. I'm hoping, hoping for a couple of things when BYU comes out in Las Vegas against Notre Dame, and that is one. Always playing Notre Dame next week. Yes, this is awesome. Nine days from last night. Yes, yeah, so eight, we're eight days Rest from today. Up. Yes, just a quicker start. And I'm not even talking yeah. about offensively. Like, like, yeah, it'd be great. Rushing. To I'm just talking about like energy and urgency on both sides of the ball. Okay. Just like it just feels like it takes a little bit to get. It does. The engine's revving on both sides of the ball. It does. Okay? Yeah. Like, 
can the spark happen early? Like so, the slow starts. Spark. The slow starts not just for the offense; it's for both sides of the ball to get those guys like really engaged early. Maybe just the intensity and the stage against Notre Dame will do that by natural circumstances. You're playing in front of a huge crowd. You're Hard super not to excited. be juiced okay? in that moment. Cody Epps talked about like slow starts okay. and just a, maybe a way to overcome some of those. Listen to this. I think we probably just have to start off a little bit faster. Because these guys are—they have lost some a couple games, but they're still a great team, and, and they're going to come to play and they're going to come to fight. It's Notre Dame, you know, traditional Notre Dame. So, so we got to come ready and we got to hit them in the mouth early. Okay, the question is, how do you do that? Is—is is it just natural because the game's a big game? Bring the juice, execute. Like, how are we going to quantify this, Spence? BYU moves the chains. They get—they get a field goal. They on, don't, or they don't or have a couple touchdown. of three and outs in the first quarter. Yes. Also, you don't allow a sustained drive where. You, Third down, there's an offside at home. Like that was bad. Yeah, again, fickle things, right? Like these That's penalties. Discipline. These, yeah. penal, these penalties took drives for Utah State and just really lengthened them out. Rush game. Come on. Negative 21 yards in the first, Awful. and then 25 rushes for 138 yards. By the way, shout out to Cody Epps, five for 68 touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown three straight games now. By the way, Ethan Erickson, what a catch. Who's Ethan Erickson? Now you know. And then uh, you know Christopher Brooks comes in, 10 for 90. Can we and get the talk. running game Two established games. a little bit early? Part yes. of a faster start. And I don't care. I, yes, the, it's got to get established. But if you move the chains and score consistently, like BYU had a two-play drive with a passing touchdown, it was like, this is going to be a fun night. Nope. It, it slowed down. Man. It didn't work. Okay, topic two, game day guarantees. Guaranteed to not go right. <laughs> so we both go one for three. The one I got. Oh, well, let's go through. BYU rushed for two-plus TDs. Nope, just one. Christopher. Late. Okay, and late. Got it. Should have been two. I thought they were going to get another t- score another touchdown late. I know. Two. Well, that would have helped the line, right? Yep. Cooks will have a positive turnover margin. Oh, <laughs> plus three. Yep. Plus three. Did BYU need plus three to win this game like that? Like, if it's even, Spence, is BYU win by seven? Well, the pick six helps early in the game. That's and Cooper sure. Lagoff fumbles inside the 15. Big plays there. Utah State was this close to being way more in this game. And then uh, BYU, uh, will they have 500? They will have 500 yards of total offense? No, 396. This was, BYU's offense can do much better. They can. Yes. And that's the exciting part is you're still winning despite not playing well, but it's like, shoot, is that a trend or is that a thing you're going to fix quick? All right. That's the question. My game day guarantees. I too was one for three, as you mentioned. I said BYU will score first. I bought into the, hey, slow start against Wyoming. Like, BYU's going to come out maybe a little more juice. That wasn't the case. You know what your problem was? The coin toss. Cooper Lega and Utah State. Because Utah State got it first. Got it first. And they marched down the field and scored first. So, eh, there. Jaron Hall will complete passes to at least six different receivers. It was exactly six. I love that. Thank you, Ethan Erickson. Ethan Erickson. First catch catch of his career is a touchdown. He doesn't catch that. It doesn't happen. It's five. Okay. So, thank you, Jaron Hall, and thank you, Ethan Erickson. And then I thought Jacob Connor would play because I expected BYU to be up by 20-plus late in the game and that Jacob would come in and have at least one series. Jaron Hall took every snap. Jaron Hall took a seriously dirty hit to the knees. I'm concerned about his shoulder and knees right now. Kalani said he's fine. Yeah. But I am concerned. Yeah, I heard last night he's fine and that he's in good spirits. And he, he says he'll 100% be ready for Notre Dame. He was rubbing his right shoulder, left shoulder, right? And he kind of... His arm was down a little bit when yeah. he ran off. I, I am concerned. I am concerned. Sure. And let's go ahead. Let's validate the concerns. Yes. Like, overall, for BYU fans, like, 
The rush defense in the first half has not been good the past three games. Okay, straight up. That concern is validated. It can be better. It can be better. Yep. But BYU is still making adjustments at halftime, specifically against Wyoming and Utah State. And then I didn't ever feel like BYU was truly in danger of losing the game last night once yes. they got it halfway through the third quarter. I was like, okay, there Team- we go. Teams that have moral victory. No one talks. Loser, remember, losers talk about margin. I guess BYU won. We're concerned. So in that case. But, like, Utah State's like, hey, let it halftime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you lost the game. Like, it was tied at halftime. Or tied at halftime. Look at us. It's like, nope, don't, don't text me that Duke is down seven at halftime of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Tell me when there's, sure. like, ten minutes left. Sure. Okay? Our question of the, yes, our question of the day. Was BYU winning the game Enough, yes or no. Also, Utah State scored a touchdown with, what, 90 seconds left in the game? Would we all feel better if it was 38-20? Like, way we better? Would. Yeah. That'd be 17-plus. <laughs> so three fickle! All right. At Joe Brady, 12 answers. Tough question. Enough for what? A win is always a win. The standard. And, and at the end of the day, that's why you play. So, yes, it's enough. But is it enough to satisfy the lofty expectations placed on this experienced team? I don't think so. I believe this is a very That's fair a great point. answer. Because BYU is 10-3 and three and brings back all these pieces, yes. the most experienced in the country, we expect that team to be here, at least that team, if not more. And when they're performing a little under that standard, not by record, but by means, sure. there is concern because you think that's a trend. Coming up mm. on Monday, we'll hear from Aaron Roderick, special teams coordinator at Lamb. Certainly a lot to talk about with Jake Oldroyd. Jake Oldroyd right now. Tough, right? Yes. Missed five in a row. Uh, all from within the 30s. Watch it live Monday, 2 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Up next, my conversation following the game last night with BYU head coach Kalani Satake. He addresses the Jake Oldroyd scenario. And what the heck's going on with BYU's rush defense in the first half? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Late last night following BYU's 12-point win over Utah State. Understandably, I had a lot of questions for BYU head coach Kalani Satake, and I asked primarily all of them in this interview. Here's Kalani Satake. Coach, I just said to you, rivalry games are kind of weird. This had a lot of weird elements to it. How would you assess the overall performance of your team tonight? Well, glad we've got the win. I mean, there's a lot of things that we need to fix and get better. I just want us to play a you know, solid 60 minutes and, and clean football. We had some uh, some moments where we could have played more discipline, but um, happy we got the win. Uh, we'll just keep improving and try to get better, but uh, hats off to, to Utah State. I thought they brought a lot of energy, and they I thought they played one of their best games all year, you know, so... Um, uh, but, but I don't think we uh, did, did our best, but that's okay. I think uh, anytime you can make adjustments and, and get a, a response from the team in the second half, uh, then I'll, I'll take the W. So that, that's all that matters to me right now. I know penalties can be super frustrating, especially when they extend drives, which happened a couple of times in the yeah. first half for Utah State. What's the plan to shore that up before you take on Notre Dame in nine days? Yeah, it's just disciplined football. And so uh, I don't think we did that well enough all year. So that's my fault. I got to get our guys to play. Uh, I think they're tough and they play hard, but there's a difference. You got to play smart too. And and uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I challenge the guys of defense to play with a little bit more intensity, but to have fun because I feel like they're getting distracted with uh, the mental lapses that we're we're showing tonight. But uh, you know, 
us coaches got to get it fixed, but the, the, I appreciate the guys always working hard and giving us the effort, but I, I thought Utah State had a great game plan. I mean, they basically went straight to a run game plan, and um, we weren't expecting that, but you know, the, the, I think trying to keep the ball away from our offense and then just trying to focus on the run game is what they wanted to do. And uh, you know, we played way too many snaps in the first half on defense, so we just got to find ways to get getting the ball back to our offense. I feel like if we do that, they can score a lot of points for us. The run defense for BYU was significantly better on paper when you uh, look at the stats. What changes were made at halftime to help the run defense get better? Well, when we knew that they were going into this, this uh, it's like a, I don't know, it's more like a triple option type of look and, and trying to run the ball with taking some shots. We had to make some adjustments, you know, and, and um, it's hard to do that when you're, you know, when you're in, right in the middle of the game, when you're, we're trying to take away some, the, the option, basically, with the QB run game. So we had to, had to change things up at halftime, and I think second half, the guys showed a lot better. And, but, um, you know, we probably should have anticipated this, but I, I don't know. They, they haven't shown this type of offense all year long or even in, in the past with what they've done. So, um, you know, we've got, got to change, and I thought second half, the defense played a lot better. The special teams are having some issues. Jake Oldroyd is an All-American quality kicker. He's won for his last six. What, how do you help a kicker break out of a funk like that? So what's the plan moving forward? Well, we got to compete still, so uh, I think I think uh, competition gets the best out of uh, all our guys. Chris Brooks played a lot better with with Miles Davis on nipping at his heels, so uh, I, I think that's going to have to be the answer: is guys compete, and, and uh, we still love all our guys, but uh, we, we need them to play better, you know, and, and um, just like we need to coach better. So we'll we'll figure it out. If, what's priority number one for you leading into Notre Dame? Yeah, I think I think we just learn from this and learn from the other games, and then. I would like. I said last week to play cleaner. Uh, we need to play better. I, I, I just feel like we play our style of football, but we play smart. Uh, good things will happen for us. So that that's going to be the key. Focusing on trying to play uh, tough, smart football. Coach, thanks for the time. Appreciate it as always. Appreciate it. Let's go, go Cougs. Love you guys. Kalani Satake. Love you too, Coach. Two and a half seasons. So keep this in mind. Yeah, maybe this helps a little bit with the frustration. Okay. BYU's twenty-five and five. In the last two and a half seasons, it's awesome. Twenty-five and five. Incredible. Unbelievable, yeah. right? So, that's this is what's causing the expectation, though, right? Because you've been so good in the recent past, it's like, ah, uh, maybe we want more from BYU against Utah. Yes, the disease of more is real, right? For sure. It, it's it's also uh, you're building off the legacy of this place, and you want to continue to evolve, and you're going to a Power Five, and you want to compete for conference championships. You don't want to be Fresno State or San Jose State. Uh, where you're like, what are we doing this year? Well, hopefully we compete and have a night. No, it's higher than that. This is BYU, man. This is BYU. We've had a national championship. Yeah. You've had a Heisman. You've had a Doak. You've had all these amazing. You've had the second pick recently. BYU has a high standard. And when you beat a top 10 team at home, people get excited. This just in. So, <laughs> and you expect to beat Mountain West Conference teams soundly. No one's upset about 4-1. and one. You just don't want it to be a trend where it's like, oh, can you get a splitter better against Notre Dame and Arkansas? If you play that way, it yeah. may be tough the next two weeks. You well, hope to play way better. BYU fans want to be up by 14 and up by 12 at halftime against Wyoming and Utah State. Yes. Not tied or, you know, within a field goal. That's, that's the expectation at this point. With right? that said, it doesn't mean BYU doesn't show up like it did against is, Baylor against Notre BYU Dame and Arkansas, but yeah. that would be a wholesale change is, from the last three games. Is BYU a second-half team? Straight up. Are right they, now, yeah. Are they a second right now, half yeah. team? Yeah. They were a second half team against Baylor. 
I don't care what half you are, as long as you win, although second's nice. Clearly, Hetz <laughs> finally found some tracking in Oregon, although there wasn't a ton. But no, no, no. Okay. The, so we throw that one out. Throw it out. But then yeah. Wyoming and Utah State, clearly a better team in the second half. Yeah. Okay, coming up uh, next Tuesday, BYU Football with Kalani Sitake on the BYU TV app, 8.30 Eastern time. If you're local you want to come hang out, follow Gregor Bell on the Twitter. He will tweet out the link. And uh, check out the coach and Greg and others in the Coach's Show Tuesday night. Here's a question for you. Did it take a Baylor fan to sum up how all BYU fans were feeling last night? Well, he's a new BYU fan, too. <laughs> it's true. He's a BYU fan. My guy Drake. Stay with us. The Whip coming up next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Make sure you follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just do it. It's really simple. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Let's whip it! Cougar Whip Around, presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Locked on Baylor's Drake Toll. I'm a fan. Good dude. Tweeted out the following last night. Is it always this hard to be a BYU fan? Did that encapsulate what being a BYU fan is like, Spencer? Yeah, it's an emotional roller coaster. You expect a lot. I, I feel like this happens with every team. People say, no, with Alabama and Georgia, it's, it's like, oh, no, no. Spence, New Mexico State does not have this roller coaster. Hey, if you have a winning program, yeah. it happens this way. Yeah. Even Georgia. Georgia fans were freaking out because Kent they gave State. Up 22 points. Kent State scored more on them, 19 more points on them than Oregon did. Kent State greater than Oregon. Okay. Again, the week-to-week variance, Jeremy. What happened against Kent State? Maybe Georgia's slipping. Stop it. Kent can play. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, it's, it's hard to be a fan in general because there will naturally be ups and downs. Not every game is going to be like this incredible. Your team's not going to win every game. I know. It was funny walking out of the stadium going, 4-1 and one and I feel weird. What? 4-1. and one. I'm happy at 4-1. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Clean, things to clean up. Yes, yeah. and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so, yeah, we feel like he kind of perfectly encapsulated being a BYU fan, right? Where will BYU, however, store the wagon wheel after last night's 12-point win? Well, there are no games scheduled with Utah State in the foreseeable future. In a museum somewhere, because that thing is going to be about to get dusty. Can we make a case big enough in the SAB, the student-athlete building, yeah. to hold that thing? Yeah, trust me, no one's walking out with that. That thing's heavy. No, no. Like, four dudes heavy. Does it even need to go in a case then? No. No, you just <laughs> lean it up against the wall. But if that thing lands on you, your fibula is gone. Yeah, dude. there's got to be something securing it yeah. up against the wall. That's what What's securing it is not playing. Put it on the back of Ed Lamb's Jeep. There you go. Does Max Tooley need to toss another shoe to prove he can do better? No. Once was enough. <laughs> just not submitted by the, the BYU coaching staff. And unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct personal foul call. That was on third down, too. Ugh. Again, devastating penalties. There were a few of those last night. Zach Daw weighed in. It said something like, hey, <laughs> let me know if you need some tips. Do you need some help with that? <laughs> yeah, we need to work on your form. We need to work, on, need your to work on your form. There it is. Yeah, that's, exa- that's what he said. I've never uh, misquoted anybody. Ever. I asked Max about that in my post-game interview. Pretty funny. Uh, speaking of post-game interviews, um, Jeremy, I, th- I think that you may need a hype crew like this in your life. Watch this yeah. for Cody Epps. Keep that energy up, school. Keep that energy up for real. That boy got three touchdowns in three games. Stop playing with him for real, boy. Stop playing with him. Stop playing with him, boy. Why is he yelling like Robert and I? Ladies and gentlemen. 
And D'Angelo Mandel. <laughs> Why is he yelling like Rob and I? D'Lo and Malik Moore, the hype crew <laughs> that Cody Epps always wanted. That's awesome. I love that. Cody Epps is becoming a guy, right? Yeah. Five for 86 Leads and a the touch. the team in receptions. Three touchdowns uh, in three games. Let's go, baby. All right. Will volleyball complete uh, the week with a sweep at Gonzaga? I believe so. Yeah. They're playing really, really well. Absolutely. A lot of confidence. I don't think they'll lose a set up there. Nope, nope. Mark Few ain't playing for them. What are your plans? It'd be the libero if he was. Yeah. Uh, what are your plans for a BYU football free Saturday? Other than watching women's volleyball. Ten hours of religious yes. programming yes. via general conference. Yep. I've got two TVs in my basement, so I can accomplish both things. Also, the BYU TV app has it on demand yep. should that be required. So really, like, if you got multiple TVs and you got a third screen, you're covered. You can I can watch, bring the laptop down. I can bring the phone down. You can watch volleyball. I can watch it uh, conference in four different languages. And yeah, that, you, <laughs> that you can do. Yeah. Yes. A lot of watching television for sure. Over under one and a half BYU sports alums speaking, by the way. Sikahema, hmm. Nielsen, Durant. Over under one and a half. They've all spoken pretty recently, so I'm going to so say under. So you're going under? under? One? I'm say okay. under. One, one will happen. Okay. <laughs> After further review, no no uh, former Ute athlete speaking, I'll tell you that. After further review, reviews the Utah State game Tuesday night, 7 Eastern time on the BYU TV app. Up next, Gunnar Romney is yeah. back. Yeah. What a way to welcome him back to the field last night on that first drive. Hey. He's back in Studio B. Stay with us. Star wide receivers joining us next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back, Gunnar Romney. Welcome back, Gunnar yes, Romney, is. and yes. welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Yes, as promised, one of these star wide receivers we've been pining to see this season. Mm. Got to watch him under the Thursday night lights. Uh, didn't take him long, obviously, to be involved. How about that? Jaren's like first play. Gunnar, let's just go. go deep. Yeah, go it's deep. all good. Let's I got go. you. Uh, Gunnar, I asked you about this last night, but let's do it again for uh, the morning audience here. Walk us through that play, what was called, and I mean, was this something that was like drawn up going into the game? Like, were you expecting this call right then? Yeah, for sure. At the, begin <laughs> at the beginning of the week, we said we were going to be aggressive, and you know, we were trying to decide what play we were going to run to do that. Um, but that's something that A-Rod and, and me had conversations with, you know, we're going to get involved early. And, you know, Jaron uh, liked the matchup outside, and I got open. He had a great ball out there. It was, it was fun to get started. Walk yeah. us through the catch and then the emotion that you let out here. Yeah, it was a lot of emotion for sure. I mean, having my first catch after missing four weeks. But honestly, it was a lot of frustration too. I felt like I should have stayed up and broke that tackle. Um, that was frustrating, but it was really fun <laughs> to get out there and, you know, get my feet wet a little bit. If you had pulled a Dax Milne 2020 first play touchdown, that yeah. would have been incredible. Yeah, no. That, I, you were this close. You I felt was this like close. That. <laughs> that, that's like a second. shoestring trip. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You got, you got to break out of those. You got to high step out of that one. That's, I'll, I'll chalk that one up to rusty legs. Yeah. How, how'd you how'd you come into this game and sort of manage that emotion? Because you've been wanting to play for a couple weeks now, obviously a serious injury, which we'll get into in a sec. But you finally get a play. You finally get in and you make this big catch. And, yeah. and uh, you had an opportunity throughout the game to make big plays. Yeah. No, it, it was a lot of emotion going into this game. It was super frustrating, you know, sitting on the sideline the last four weeks just watching. Um, so I was really excited to get back in there. Um, you know, my body I wasn't 
completely ready. I'm out, completely out of shape. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, so it was limiting my reps a little bit, but you know, it was good to actually go out there and, and get a little bit of contact, get a little bit of that feel and, you know, just get, get me prepared for the next couple of weeks. So you're still getting into shape, you're saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially on the short week, you know, I, I got cleared on, on Monday to, to start going. Um, and super what, what does that mean exactly? So, uh, full go, everything. Full go. Yeah. Now you can clear run full, full mm -hmm. and the whole deal. Yeah, so I mean, I'd, I'd been running and stuff, but nothing like practicing, nothing, gotcha. nothing like crazy. So trying to get into shape after, you know, having a, having that Thursday game, it was it was a quick turnaround for sure. But you know, now we got a long weekend and a long week to prepare. Gunnar Romney is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We were just discussing BYU's 12-point victory in a rivalry game. There were clearly some frustrating things, penalties, uh, lack of discipline at times. Was what was the feeling like in the locker room once you finally got to the locker room? Was was there some was there some disappointment or was it just like you know, on to the next? Yeah, no, no. There's no disappointment when you have a win. I think people don't realize how hard it is to come across wins at, at this level, um, and you know, especially against an in-state rival like that. We we knew. Utah State was going to come out with a lot of energy, a lot of passion, and they did. And, you know, they, they kind of stuck it to us in the first half a little bit. Um, but, you know, I think I, I told you this last night, that's a sign of a mature team to be able to go in and make adjustments at halftime and come out and then be able to dominate the second half. And so there, there was really there was frustrations throughout the game for sure. But once we got in, you know, we, we secured that victory. It's always exciting to get a, get a huge win over a rival. Yeah, we were talking about that too because uh, in the end, the end matters, whether you win or not, right? Fans are certainly excited after the Baylor win. Oh, this team is that level, right? Oh, why aren't we blowing out Mountain West teams at home? Dot, dot, dot. Perhaps the concern is that this is a trend leading into two big games with Notre Dame and Arkansas. But give us a sense of, like, the team going into a big game like Notre Dame and Arkansas. Of Like, how much do you feel like what you did the previous two weeks connects or not to the Notre Dame game? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it depends, really. It depends on each individual, you know, but... I think there there is a natural tendency to get more hyped up and, and feel like you need to prepare more for bigger games, which you know obviously that's that's not how it should be. You should be, you know, preparing for every game the same. But I think there is a natural tendency to go into bigger games and into bigger environments with more energy and, and, and more enthusiasm. And so whether that you know shows on the field and that's the reason for our slow starts the last couple of weeks, um, you know, I, I don't I'm no, I don't know. I'm not one to say, but um, you know, we we will come out with a lot more energy. I'll say that. What and maybe there's a dynamic to BYU being a nationally ranked team. I mean, can maybe we get everyone's best shot? Maybe kind we of should thing. address the fact that you, as a team, have a target on your backs. And Kalani even said, "Look, we need to be prepared. Like we're being hunted. We've got to figure out how to kind of return that same energy." So I feel like that does play into it a little bit. How do you, how do you handle the constant target of being a nationally ranked team? Yeah, and I think that's something that we're still adjusting to because you know. Uh, at least early in my career, we were always the team that was that was looking to go in and get wins against big teams. And you know, now that we are the ranked team, it's it's a different mindset. You know, maybe um, we have to kind of go back to that hunger and that drive to go in and that we had when we're playing teams when we're the underdog. You know, I, I think there there definitely is a different mentality when you're the underdog underdog going into games. Um, you know, but we we need to be mature enough to be able to handle that and realize that you know people are gunning for us. People are going to come. You know, trying to knock us off. Um, so I, I think you make a great point right there. And when you were a freshman and sophomore, you're playing at Wisconsin, Tennessee, USC at home, and so on, where it's like, oh, we're the young, we're not supposed to win this game. And then you surprise some teams. Now you're the seniors, fifth-year senior in this case. It's like, all right, we're the, we're the big dog in this. Okay, let's talk about your lacerated kidney, dude. Yeah. Okay, so BYU football put out a play. We saw the great catch. 
Tell us what happened and what you went through, because it sounds gnarly. Yeah, so um, it, it was on that catch during during uh, day two of fall camp, just no pads, um, just a super routine catch. You know, I've, I've made that same catch, um, you know, hundreds of times in my life, but just landed on the ball super weird, and everything felt completely normal after. You know, I got a little, little wind knocked out of me, but just a couple hours later, got an excruciating pain. Um, you know, had to had to get rushed to the ER and was was in the hospital for you know like eight days. Just, eight days, yeah, just with with bleeding and um, from a lacerated kidney. So it was a really serious injury. Like it, it wasn't something that um, that we were taking lightly at all. And that, you know, that's a lot of people were you know complaining, oh where's Gunner, where's Gunner? But I was in the hospital with the lacerated kidney. Um, so it, it was something serious. But luckily, um, you know, we, we've had a lot of um, you know medical help and medical opinions on this and. Felt like I, I was ready to go now. Do you have to play different in any way? Because that feels like that's a life injury that could be pretty yeah. serious. Yeah, no, no, thank, thankfully, you know, everything's healed up now and, and I'm, I'm all good. And so there's no further risk to that injury anymore. And so I, I can play like I, like I normally can. How are you doing after the crosser where you got hit pretty hard last night? I'm a little sore for sure, but just, <laughs> just routine soreness after. Normal football yeah. wear and tear. Exactly. That's, that's good because, dude, eight days in, in the hospital is serious. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to hurt your leg and heal up from that. Why not? Yeah. But this is like, when the organ is healed, he can play. And or this is an organ we're talking about. Yeah. That is, that is wild is that, reality. Is that the gnarliest injury you've ever had? Oh, for sure. I, I think it's for sure the most unique injury I've ever had. The most rare injury, for sure. And that's not one you think about. No. Like, oh, I hope I don't lacerate my kidney. Yeah, yeah. And you play with a, uh, take this as a compliment, a reckless abandon when you catch. You want to go get it. Mm. Yeah. So uh, when, when you make a couple plays there yesterday, you're going after it even after this. Yeah. We're weeks removed from this. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's something that you, I, you know, I wasn't expecting to go into practice and lacerate my kidney that one day. <laughs> it's, it's, it is, I, I kind of look back and just laugh like, you know, that, that's, <laughs> it's funny at this point. I, who, who lacerates their kidney with no pads? What in the world? Um, but yeah, it's something that uh, I, I, like I, like you said, um, you know, I go after every ball, like, like my life depended on it. And, you know, it's, it's just how I play. That's my style, but I'm not, I'm not going to stop doing that. So a couple of themes came up with Kalani Satake last night. He kept bringing up discipline, like guys just got to play better and we got to figure out how to bring the energy early. How do you do that? Like, what is, what is the key to preventing those mental lapses and some of those penalties and then starting with the energy that you have seemingly have in the second half, but in the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, you play how you practice. And so that starts early in the week. You know, we, you can't overlook anything. If you're holding or, or doing anything stupid in practice, it's going to show up in the game because those are the habits that you're building. Um, and also with practice, if you go out and you have dry practices with no energy, you're going to come into the game and, and be the same way. You, you, you have to create your own energy. We always say, you know, the, the fans at Lavelle Edwards, like, they're, they're crazy. They're going to give us all the energy that they can. Um, but, you, you know, when, when we're having a little bit of a lull, we got to create our own energy. We got to start making plays to, to drive the energy up. Um, you know, we can't have those three, four series where we're going three and out or, or we're, you know, just giving up easy plays and making stupid mistakes. We, we have to start that early in, early in the week um, during practice to start building that up. Hard not to get up for Notre Dame, obviously. In Allegiant Stadium, where you guys beat Arizona last year. What are your thoughts on that matchup in nine days? Which luckily you get, I guess eight days. You get some time to prepare for that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. They're obviously a super, you know, 
household name in college football, one of the one of the biggest names in college football, and super talented team. You know, they have tons of tons of talent. So it's going to be a fun one going down in Vegas I, again. That was, um, you know, for me personally, it's kind of a redemption game. I, mm. I got I got hurt in that. You got rolled up on. Year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't really get to play too much in that stadium. Um, so it's kind of a redemption game. I, I I'm looking at it um, myself, but it's going to be really fun. I think the energy is going to be great in there. Gunner, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the game against Notre Dame. Shout out to Mormon colonies. Yeah. <laughs> I got appreciate that. We appreciate you coming in the morning after a late game, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, a little, little hard getting out of bed. This morning, <laughs> sure, it's like, do I have to? Yeah. The team plays creating energy, positive energy going and, into the week. And glad you're feeling better. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yes. yeah, thank That's you. crazy. Absolutely. Okay, BYSN.com is your home for all things BYU sports content. We got games, shows. You can clip stuff and share it now. BYUSN.com. Check it out. And up next, a fantasy football Friday update. Yeah, Thursday game. What does Jerem need from Zach Wilson to finally get his first win? Spoiler alert, a lot of touchdowns. You don't want to go 0-5. I'm about to. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. You can download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Watch BYU beat Utah State again and get the old wagon wheel. A lot of Darius Rucker going on stadium last night. Rock me mama like a wagon wheel. Not bad. <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish to country music. That's, yeah. that's uh, quite the genre switch, you know? Pretty good. All right. Jerem's hopefully going to have a great weekend thanks to his favorite baseball team. It'll but, be a great weekend regardless, Spence. Yeah. True. True. I don't need For this. For a number of reasons. I don't need this. But a fantasy Friday... Update is necessary to just to point out what Jerem needs to get his first fantasy football win in our head. Should Jaron Hall be removed? He's too dominant. <laughs> <laughs> he's too good. You got your quarterback now, uh, Jaron Hall. Last night, I mean, he's he's been like otherworldly. I have in some in some ways. You might win some weeks without Jaron. Thirty-one points he scored for my team last night. Gunnar yep. Romney, good to see him get back. I wanted him in my lineup. Five points. Now I'll have Fred Warner competing for my team over the weekend. I imagine he'll probably put up seven or eight points. Yeah. Six tackles, maybe a tackle for loss. Hopefully something it's like that. Uh, three. Okay. So I'm thinking I'm going to end up somewhere around 44 points. Which is going to win. You've got 17. Yeah, totally. Ben Bywater had 14 because he got a pick. Which is nice. Miles Davis had three. I need Miles Davis to do, to do more. We're kind of surprised that we didn't see more of Miles Chris Davis. Brooks had a nice day. I didn't. I didn't play him. I thought. Okay. Uh, I thought peeing your pants yeah. was cool. Yeah. Had you had you played Chris Miles Brooks, Davis. he would have given you 15 points. Then it's totally different. Then, yeah, that would have helped. Yeah, but yeah. how are you? To, how are you to know? They said they played the hot hand. The hot hand was Miles Davis, and yeah. then it didn't happen. Yeah. So I need uh, 30 points to win. You, need th- you feel like you need 30? See, I think I think. Oh, if you... because Fred. Yes. I need 35. No, 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 no. Zach, Zach needs like five touchdowns. No, you're right. 30, 30 points. Okay, so if Fred goes for like seven or eight, which I expect him to, I'll be at like 44-ish. You're at 17. So that yeah. 27 would put you in a good place. Okay. 27 points. Zach, I know you watch the show every day. <laughs> uh, I need like five touchdowns, dog. So Five touchdowns, that, that alone would be 30 points. Oh, no. Okay, four passing, would be... passing touchdowns are four. But he, he tends to, like, have, like, a, a running touchdown or two. Yeah. I'm going to go 0-5, and, mm. and this will basically be over. I might just wave the white flag at some point. And then I'm just the going to pick flag? up Josh Allen <laughs> of the Bills just for a shot. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. you're going to find the right mix at some point. You're going to find the right combination. <laughs> no, as long as Jaron Hall is playing at a Jim McMahon level, like, no, I am, I am getting hammered. But I would rather have Jaron be great and lose every week mm. than Jaron not be great and I compete and win in this. I don't care about this. Compared to Jaron Hall's awesomeness, this is so fun. Enjoy every morsel of Jaron Hall being amazing. He's yes. in the line of these great quarterbacks. How about that? It is hard to enter the club, Spence. He's, he is a projected first-round NFL draft pick right now. If he's day two, great also. But, like, what he's doing is special. Question of the day. Was BYU winning enough? Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Michael King answers on Twitter, it's enough for certain games. But if BYU's goal is to compete with the best, especially in the Big 12. That's also part of the projection. Yeah, yeah, it is. Then major adjustments need to be made. If BYU plays like they did last night, there's a good chance they will lose the next three games. Liberty will be a tough game on the road. It's a great point. BYU's 4-1 and one and we're happy. But if BYU plays like the last three weeks, the, you chuck out the worst performance against Oregon in the last two weeks at home. Those weren't on the road. If they were on the road, I'd feel differently at home, then you're concerned that you may lose the next couple of games. Liberty's going to be tough. Yeah, this is a very tough stretch, and BYU's banged up. Let's go. Yeah, injuries are certainly a part of this, as much as I hate to talk about that. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Why don't we give it to General Conference Weekend? Conference Weekend, know your audience. We know you're watching. It's going to be time awesome. to rest up for BYU football. Ratings bonanza for this here BYU team. <laughs> <laughs> Our thanks to today's guest, Gunnar Rami. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Get you all your BYU sports content on BYUSN.com. Sorry, Dennis, no time. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Mike Salito. Nice. We'll see you Monday back on BYU Sports Nation after conference weekend. Go Cougs! For the strength of the hills. Mother? 